Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Charlotte, I don't know whatever your papa's going to say about rugs and drapes in the sitting room. Oh, he'll change his mind, Mary. He must. And that dress. Yes, yes it really looks like Paris. <laughs> it's so elegant. And so sophisticated. <laughs> but Charlotte, it's so red. Oh, Mary, why should everyone think of red as a shameful color? It's so warm and full of light. That's why I chose red for the draperies. We are talking to Christopher and Linda Lewis. They are the curators of the Loretta Young Estate, which oversees the legacy of Christopher's mom, Academy Award winner Loretta Young. I don't know whether this is by design or not, but uh, Christopher, there seems to be a similarity between uh, both yours and Linda's career paths and Loretta's career paths. And what I mean by that is, like Loretta, you spent... The first, you, both of you spent the first part of your careers on projects that were, they were more or less entertainment oriented. I know, I know, Chris, uh, you wrote a movie that uh, uh, was one of the first uh, movies produced uh, by uh, for the ABC Movie of the Week, and you also uh, did a one of the first movies of the week for Fox. While both you and Linda uh, were, were one of the first people to produce uh, movies for directly for home video, but then also like. Loretta, you spent the last 20 years working on projects that, that more or less have a teaching and informative element besides entertainment. Was that coincidence? or It's just the way God planned it. <laughs> <laughs> it's how it worked out. We, I also actually, uh, when Linda and I met, I was actually in the uh, news business. I worked for an ABC affiliate in Tulsa as a news reporter. Mm-hmm. So We've done both movies and documentaries, and uh, I've been a news reporter and worked on radio. But so it's, you know, been a lot of jack of all trades, master of none, as they say, Ed, you know. But we like the documentary and educational market right now. It's uh, because it says something, and it hopefully uh, contributes to our society. And I think that's, uh, Linda can address that more than I can, but that's our aim is to do something that's worthwhile. Well, that does mirror mom. Um, I I don't know. I, I think more coincidentally, you know, you you get started on something and then you somebody says, oh, would you do an industrial film or would you do a documentary or whatever? And if you're an independent entrepreneurial company like we are, uh, the entertainment group is our company. It's mm-hmm. basically Chris, myself, and our dog. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, you you'll go off in a different direction. Sure. But, um, doing the educational stuff has been fascinating and and always a learning. You know, you stay learn. You you're on a learning curve all the time, which I like because if you research your subject, you kind of stay fresh. But um, you know, there's nothing to say that we wouldn't love to jump back into a mainstream movie were the opportunity given to us. But but I wouldn't put, go so far as to say that our careers kind of mirrored moms. <laughs> Well, <laughs> in terms of we're doing, uh, trying to do uh, educational and, yeah. and uh, uh, product that teaches lessons. I think, is if I if I understood his question, that's right? exa- that's <laughs> exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Well, yeah, I, in that respect, you can say that. Quality wise, no, we we have. No, I don't know who could come up to those to, to those golden days anymore. It's a it's a whole new world, you know, and. Very interesting over this last seven months working on Mom's 100th anniversary, the tributes, the, um, you know, we have a big show for her uh, in place at the Hollywood Museum Mm -hmm. in in Los Angeles right now. And knowing as much as I know about her and 
I adored her. She was just the most wonderful mother-in-law and teacher and mentor uh, and door opener, as you mentioned earlier. I have learned so much more about the depth of this person and her career. And looking at Hollywood in the day, it makes you nostalgic for the, for, I mean, the studio system wasn't perfect by any means, but I really feel that they had, she lived through and, and the, the city of Hollywood really had a system going mm-hmm. that created the best of the best. And it's hard to come up to those standards today. I, um, I've had a chance to talk to a few actors who grew up in the studio system. And it seems to me there's a split. You either liked it because it was work and you you learned your craft and you learned everything about the industry, or you hated it because, um, you know, you had no freedom. I mean, you did what the studio told you. My sense is if you if 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 I were to guess, your mom fell into the first category. Uh, I mean, she I mean she she knew that the studio had had the final say, but she looked at it as an opportunity to immerse herself in the entire profession. That, yeah, that's exactly her. right, yeah. exactly right. She admired the system, but she and she played the system, but she also knew the foibles of the system. You know what I mean? And she uh, she was very sophisticated about all that. You know, now whether she could do the same thing or an actress like her could do the same thing today without the system, you know, I don't know. You know, that's a good question, you know. This is something we, we talk about every now and then on the program. One of the good things about the studio system is, yes, I mean, okay, forget the fact that it could be exploitative, but it just seemed to me that actors knew their craft. I mean, because you were always working, it seems to me, uh, young actors especially, they, they seem as much concerned with the business, you know, press junkets and uh, things like that, and, and not so much the process of acting themselves. Well, the, the good actors do both. I mean, Mom was very aware, and it's still true today, that uh, it doesn't do any good to do a wonderful uh, performance in a movie if you don't go out and promote it. So she was as interested in promotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did so many, Linda knows the figures, but she did so many sittings for portraits over the years. <laughs> she was probably, I think they figured out, one of the most photographed uh, actresses in Hollywood. I mean, when she wasn't acting on the stage, she'd be sitting in some photographer's studio with different settings, and she's you know, paid attention to her makeup, and she promoted Max Factor makeup in the early days. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was very, very sophisticated as to the Hollywood system, and she knew how to, you know, how to uh, play it, obviously, because her career lasted 70 years. Well, she did have, um, she told us at one point, and we've got this in the Hollywood Museum as well, she sat for over 125,000 studio sittings. Because, and that sounds unbelievable until you realize that, like, in several years, well, she made 98 motion pictures and two movies of the week. Mm-hmm. But during her busiest years, she was doing nine pictures simultaneously. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. So she was going from one character to another, and she would they would pull the actors in to do a, a quick photo shoot for a poster or to do a series of then an hour later you'd come back in and in a completely different wardrobe change or you would be doing a wardrobe test or you would be doing, you know, whatever, promo for this or that or the other thing. So um, she did take everything from the studio system 
and utilize it. You're right about that. I think she was probably not in, in, the, in your earlier reference, the Category 1 or 2. She kind of blended them both, mm-hmm. I think. She took everything that she could from learning the system, and she was trained. Oh, my goodness, these, these people were trained. They were trained to walk correctly, to speak correctly. Everything was trained into them, and she was so appreciative of that. And then when she got her chance to make the transition into television, she swept all that forward with her. Which is very shrewd. There are stories of her, <laughs> of, the, of the kids that uh, she would mentor and use over and over again in the series. Mm-hmm. They all tell me, you know, well, she, your mother really mentored me, would take us, take us in and insist that we sit and look at the dailies, which are the films that were shot the day before, you mm-hmm. know, and analyze our performances. And she would even to the point of, uh, when she was doing a series, the last series she did, the new Loretta Young show with a sustaining cast, the same cast, there were four or five girls in it. Each one told me that uh, once a month she would bring us to have lunch privately with us in her dressing room and give her, uh, you know, ha- order a specific meal that was kind of like steak tartare, one of them said, which is very odd, you know, raw hamburger meat, mm-hmm. but teach them how sophisticated people eat raw hamburger meat or oysters or whatever. So mom took a very interest in mentoring young actors, too, coming up behind. I mean, she was paying it forward. Mm-hmm. One such young actor who left his mark not only as an actor but as a director uh, as well as Dennis Hopper. I mean, he got his he, he got his start on the Loretta he did. Young show. Like he sure did. He uh, nobody would hire him <laughs> because mom saw him do a Studio 90, which was a live TV show out of New York mm-hmm. one time. And she said, get me that kid to act. And and, uh, and the agent said, I can say this now because Dennis has passed, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the, all the agents said, don't know, Loretta, don't use him. He does drugs. He'll <laughs> never do anything. She said, oh, but he's a brilliant actor. So anyway, they remained friends all their lives, Dennis and mom, and we we were uh, with Dennis when he was shooting The Outsiders in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and he told me one time, I, I told him how Mom really admired him and thought he was a great, well, if you ever saw him in The Outsiders, he played a drunk father of these kids, and he had a, a ten, 10 days growth of beard, and he was in uh, awful clothes. He said, he looked at me and himself in the costumes, yeah, look at me now what I've become. Your mother had real great taste. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so they... But, right, they remembered and they remained um, friends and so forth all their lives. And that was the old Hollywood system. I mean, people didn't make enemies. They just, you know, helped each other, I think. Uh, how much did he contribute to her swear box? I don't know that he contributed <laughs> anything, to be honest with you. Dennis, Dennis didn't swear, swear very much, or I didn't hear him swear very much. He was, he was, a, he was a classy guy despite his image. I, he was a very intelligent a very well-read um, artistic guy. Well, it may, it may be that re- regardless of whether he used blue language, you know, or, or not, because it was your mom and he knew who yeah, she right. was, he would, he would, he would, he would be on his, he would uh, mind his uh, p's and q's. Yeah, he exactly. had a way of doing that, Ed. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, bringing out the best in us. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, 
have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.